Welcome to the Lid Sheet Podcast. I'm Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for 13 years, and I'm passionate about sporting our Second Amendment rights. In this podcast, we will cover various topics in, related to the Second Amendment, plus any other topics of the day that are interesting and relevant. I might even slip in a sports uh, story or a movie topic occasionally. I hope you find this informative, and you can take away at least a little nugget each week that you didn't know. Well, it's August 9th, and it's Sunday, and... We are making a second run at this. I've already recorded this podcast once today, and now it's, for some reason it got lost. It didn't save, so we are trying it again. So hopefully I can deliver as much gold as I delivered the last time. It is summer. It's hot. We're in the middle of it here in August. Today we'll probably be spending our time at church and inside. And since it's August, that also means I'm in my middle of my annual battle with armadillos. They are tearing up my yard. We have tried many ways to uh, eradicate them, well, and really, uh, and I don't want to go too much into it, but I will say I'm out in a rural area, and the most effective ways have been a little bit more aggressive than the people at PETA would probably uh, want to uh, hear, and so I don't want to get canceled over some armadillos because that would be, again, the ultimate revenge from the armadillos, I think. But it is August, and we are in an election year, and that means uh, we have the Democratic Convention coming up soon. And uh, for that, they have just uh, released at least the draft portion, uh, was what it was labeled this week, of their platform. And uh, I will have to say that the portion of the platform that deals with uh, firearms is a full assault on our Second Amendment rights and gun ownership. So I'm just going to actually just um, read um, from their policy, their platform, and uh, just a little long, but um, bear with me. So gun violence is a public health crisis in the United States. Nearly 40,000 people die annually from guns, devastating countless families, friends, and communities. Addressing the gun violence crisis requires supporting evidence-based programs to prevent gun deaths from occurring in the first place, including by making mental health care more accessible, funding interventions to reduce homicides and gun violence in neighborhoods, and strengthening protections against domestic gun violence. Democrats will also, will also ensure the Center for Disease Control and Prevention have, have a sufficient resources to study gun violence as a public health issue. Democrats will enact universal background checks and online sale of guns and ammunition, close dangerous loopholes that currently allow stalkers and some individuals convicted of assault or battery to buy and possess firearms, and adequately fund the federal background check system. We will close the quote-unquote Charleston loophole and prevent individuals who have been convicted of hate crimes from possessing firearms. Democrats will ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. We will incentivize states to enacting licensing requirements for owning uh, firearms and red flag laws that allow courts to temporarily remove guns from the possession of those who are endangered to themselves or other. We will pass legislation requiring that guns be safely stored in the homes. And Democrats believe that gun companies should be held responsible for their products just like any other business and will prioritize repealing a law that shields gun manufacturers from liability. So there is a lot there. I want to talk a little bit about what's, what was said, what's been said in this. And, you know, we've pontificated on a lot of these topics in the past, so I won't go into a lot of them. But then the other thing I want to talk about is what wasn't said. And I think sometimes maybe what's not said is as, as important as what is being said. So I think that's a 
topic that's worthy of discussion as well. So let's just um, go through some of the items that they talk about. So Democrats want that universal background checks and online sales of guns and ammunition closed dangerous loopholes that currently allow stalkers and some individuals convicted of assault or battery to buy firearms and adequately fund the federal background check system. So first I will say I don't disagree with you know adequately funding the federal background check system. I think there's some improvements that can be made there. That can that could help things as well, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that when they get to their Charleston loophole. But universal background checks. This has been a big topic, and you know they imply that you know people don't have to go through background checks, and and, and that's not true. Anybody that buys a gun from a, a licensed firearm dealer, either one has to go through a background check, or they um, have one of the exemptions that allows them. To not be run through the background check, which is a you know typically a concealed handgun license or some sort of other type of permit. So what they're really talking about is any type there is a private sale between two individuals. Those individuals have to go get a background check done. So if I'm going to sell a gun to my neighbor, to my brother, you know I think they've in the past they've just tried to exclude family and family and things like that. But there's you know but how do you enforce that really? And there's been a few places that have enacted this, but then. Even the only way it ever gets determined is whenever a gun shows up in a crime and they trace it back and they realize that a background check wasn't done and the penalty is just a, a misdemeanor. So while it sounds really good and everything, there's a lot of problems with the quote-unquote universal background checks. Ending online gun sales of ammunition, now that's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's a full, again, assault on the industry and there is no reason uh, to do that. Online gun sales have not led to any uh, crimes at all. I don't think anybody that has ever even been convicted uh, or used a crime, a gun in a crime, probably has purchased it online. Uh, I do primarily transfers and well, people have bought their guns online. In the 13 years that I've been doing it, I think I've had a sum total of five or six people actually declined when they've actually come in to do their background check. Because once somebody goes through the pro the, per the effort of purchasing online, and it has you know that sh that manufacturer or store is not going to ship it to them directly. They're going to ship it to a dealer. That's the law. That's the way it works. And that person knows that when they come in, they know what the process is going to be, and they're not going to go through all that and have their have their card charged and everything like that if they can't pass the background check. Uh, so there is and the implication that buying it online, you're circumventing some type of laws, is just ridiculous. And again, it's quote unquote fake news. Then they're going to uh, close some dangerous loopholes. Don't even know what dangerous loopholes those are, but let's go ahead and just say they're dangerous loopholes and make it sound like we're going to be doing something about it. Democrats will ban manufacturing and sale of assault weapons in high capacity magazines. Now, not new, you know, not been surprised if they didn't say that that's what they were going to do. Again, you know, what is an assault weapon? They're going to define that as just about anything so they can scoop up as many different guns as they can into the process. High capacity magazines, well, we've had that argument over and over again. It sounds good, but it just doesn't make any sense. Now, here's one where they're going to, the one of the things they say is they're going to close the Charleston loophole. Charleston loophole is the 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 process that says that if the NICS system doesn't come back with a final decision uh, within three business days on its background check, 
that the dealer can release that weapon to the purchaser. So typically when you run a background check through the NIC system, it comes back almost within seconds. If it can't, it may get delayed. And while it's in that delayed process, the, the, the weapon cannot be transferred. After three business days, it becomes legal for the dealer to transfer that. But as we're seeing, sometimes those those results never come back. I've been doing this before, and I've, and I've had many times when those results never come back. I've got there's reports on the internet right now where people have purchased their guns in March and April, and they've never gotten the. A release on their background check and there are dealers out there that won't release it till that background check closes me on the other hand the, the law says I can release it after three days I'm not breaking any laws I'm releasing it I'm not going to stand in the way of somebody and their Second Amendment right and so again this is just a way that they can step in and prevent anybody from purchasing a firearm by just putting them in an endless delay it's it's ridiculous so and, that, you know, we're seeing that today. You know, there's a different language about incentivizing states to create licensing requirements. What's that mean? They're going to pay the state, bribe them to create different, more aggressive licensing requirements and red flag laws. It's just, you know, outrageous, really, in my opinion. But, you know, I don't think any of us are surprised about any of this. You know, we know that they're coming for our guns, and that's why this election is so important. But, you know, the one thing I do want to say that shows a shift in their thinking is what wasn't said in their in their platform. And that is, in previous platforms, they at least acknowledged the fact that there was some sort of Second Amendment right that we did possess. So, in their 2000 platform, it read, we will protect Americans' Second Amendment right to own firearms and we will keep guns out of the hands of criminals and terrorists by fighting gun crime. On and on and on. But they admit, they acknowledged that there was a, and the Second Amendment at least existed. Uh, 2008, we recognize the right to bear arms is an important part of American tradition and we will, we will preserve America's Second Amendment right to own and use firearms. That's 2008. 2012, they said, where's 2012? Again, we recognize that the new right to bear arms is an important part of American tradition. 2016, they said, let's see here, 2016, oh, 2000, I skipped 2000, I'm sorry. In 2000, they said that, you know, a little more milk toasty, but they said that's shown a uh, blah, 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 that they uh, were going to keep guns away from those who shouldn't have them in ways that respect the rights of hunters, sportsmen, and legitimate gun owners. 2016, there is, they say we can respect the rights of responsible gun owners while keeping our community safe. So they, they do acknowledge that there's some, maybe some responsible gun owners out there. But in 2020, not a word, not a single word about the Second Amendment or any right that we may have. And that's where the, that is what they really believe. And so, you know, we made Beto our guns are. Is what Biden has said, and he said he's coming for our AKs and our ARs. So it is obvious that they are upping their game. They're upping their game across the board. They have become more and more leftist than in years past. They, there's this that faction, the AOC faction, the Green New Deal, that are coming for our guns. And if we don't stand up and make sure that we we get to the ballot box in November they will come and try and take them. And 
that's what's at stake here. We're at a pivotal moment in our country, and this election is going to be even more and more important. And so, again, I've echoed this in many, many different things that I've said and written that we've got to get out and vote. So, you know, share this podcast, explain to people what's at stake. It's important. And I appreciate you listening. Thank you for my 33rd episode. Uh, comment, let me know what you think. Am I overreacting? I don't think so. And, uh, you know, subscribe. Give it a good rating if you like. I'll put my email in the show notes as always. Feel free to email me. And again, get out, protect our Second Amendment rights, spread the word, and have a good week. And until next time, thanks.